Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Vanderpump Rules to Vegas and everywhere in between, it's time to party with Sheena Shea. This is Shenanigans. And now, here's your host, Sheena Shea. What's up, everyone? So, a few weeks ago, Jamie and I teased that we were going to have a special guest co-host on the episode. That episode is today. This person has been on my podcast more than any other guest. I know Nima likes to think that he holds that, you know, most interviewed guest or whatever you want to call it on my show. And he is. However, my old co-host, Janet Elizabeth X, is back. Hey! <laughs> Welcome back. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be back. I know. I'm excited you're here. It's been a hot minute or two years, whichever way you want to look at it. Two years, I think, since I co-hosted the last episode I was on. Yeah. Crazy. Do you remember who the last guest was? I was trying to think about this. I feel like we had Spencer and Heidi on one of the last ones. Oh my God. And that was a while yeah, ago. Yeah. Or Heather Dubrow. I can't remember the exact order. I took my highlights down so I can't go reference it. <laughs> <laughs> but it was uh, one of those, I think. Um, but we did a good chunk of episodes together. There were like so many memorable people yeah. and guests on it. And fun times and like I love the new setup now thanks it's so great. yeah we got our home office here we've got the it's all happening banner behind yes. us neon sign I love it yeah so this is our home for now like I said we are switching companies and I feel like I keep saying that every week but it's gonna happen soon but regardless you guys are getting a podcast so I don't think you really care who I'm with I'm so excited so, so much has happened so much has happened we're doing a drinking and podcasting episode which Ooh. I haven't done in a hot minute we're drinking this amazing wine called Aveline. Yes. So before we get into everyone's burning questions, tell <laughs> me about this wine because this is what you're doing for work now. I work for Aveline. It's great. If you haven't heard of our wines, um, it's a brand uh, co-founded by Cameron Diaz and Catherine Power. Most people know who Cameron is. Love Catherine. <laughs> Catherine is the CEO of Who, What, Where, Verse Skincare, Merit, and a bunch of other stuff. She's a total boss. She's awesome. She's 
the only person I think I'm like super intimidated by still in LA <laughs> when, you know, whenever I hear her name and everything, I like sit up straight, even if she's not around. Yeah. Um, but it's a wine that they started in July of 2020. So I came on shortly after they started the brand and it's a clean wine. It's made with organic grapes, zero added sugar, colors, concentrates, like the, our ingredients are on it the back of the so label. Good. It's so good. Our ingredients are on the back of the label, which most wines don't have. And if they did, you wouldn't be able to read the label. It yeah. has like a bunch of other, like 70 other additives that can be added to wine to keep like color consistent and other things that you maybe don't want in your body. And if you've listened to me on the podcast way back when, you know that I'm like, a Diet Coke junkie. I love McDonald's. <laughs> so like to go to a clean wine brand for me, I'm like a lot of our consumers are people who only have organic consumables in their system. Um, for me, I'm like, I will never find a replacement for chicken nuggets and a Big Mac. Yeah. But no. something like wine that I drink every day or almost every day, if I have a glass of wine with dinner every night, if it's something that tastes good and I can't tell the difference between you know, any other wine brand that has all the bad stuff in it Mm -hmm. and the taste of this, then I'm going to go with something that's a little better for me. So I try to replace now, like, you know, we're all about sustainability and organic farming. And I've, I've learned so much, I feel like about the planet and my body just from working for Maveline. But for me, I'm never going to fully, I'm never going to be vegan, which our wine is, or like a hundred percent organic, but if I can find a replacement for something that is better for me, that I can't totally. tell the difference. I'm like, I can't tell the difference between like our this red wine to me, which is what I normally drink. I know you like the rosé, and I love the white one too. Yes, I've tried that one. So I have we, that in my San Diego fridge. It's so good. So for me, I'm like, I'm always going to be a wine drinker. I think, and if I can find something that I just taste as good or better and isn't as bad for me or doesn't have all these other additives and added sugar and things like that, I'll make a swap for that. Nothing is going to replace my chicken nuggets or (laughs) any of that stuff, but like the little swaps I can make in life, like this is one of them. No, totally. And it's so good because I obviously didn't drink for like a year. I was pregnant. Mm -hmm. And then one of the first things I wanted to drink, actually the first thing I wanted to drink was a glass of rosé. And I will tell you, I've had like five different rosés before this one that I was like, maybe I wasn't craving rosé my Mm. pregnancy. Maybe I didn't want that. There was this one that was such a cute bottle. It was like very like Palm Springs looking. It was by Whispering Angel. I think it might have even been called like The Palm or something. I think I know what you're talking about. Super cute bottle. Mm -hmm. And I tried it and I was like, is this bottle bad? Like, (laughs) Has this been out in the heat of Palm Springs? Yeah, because I had tried that same kind at Sir one night and I loved it. So I don't know if I just got like an off bottle or my taste buds were just different. And then I'm like, okay, I just go to my usual one that Nima got me hooked on years ago. The like Cote de Rosé. The one with the glass cap. Yes, Uh the one that has like the flower on the bottom of the bottle. So I'm like, I'm just going to stick with what I know I like. And that's the only one I've drank for the last three months that I've Mm -hmm. had a drink until Aveline. Yeah. And even Nima, I sent him some Aveline. He was like, this is good. I'm going to post it. And I was like, yes. I know. And he's the little rosé snob. King of rosé. Yes. I was like nervous when I poured him a glass. I was like, please like it. Please like it. He's like, no, this is actually good. He's like, I can, he was like holding the glass up. He's like, I can tell from the color. He was like, if if a rosé is too dark, I know that it's going to be bad. He's like, your color's on point. This is great. And I was like, yes, the king of rosé likes my wine or our wine. 
wine. Yeah. I always say it's my wine because I just love it so much. But no, it's so good. So cheers. Cheers. We are we are back. We're we are back. drinking and podcasting. Oh, so much to get into. I know. I feel like I'm like in the last two years since I've been on, so much has happened. First of all, wait, do you have a baby or something? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> crazy. I know. It's like. Summer is so cute. It's been so great to meet her. She's such a doll. She's such a happy little baby. She really is. Like when you smile at her, she smiles back. And I then know. you're like, oh my God, you smiled at it me. It just melts my heart. I in love it. In the morning it. when she wakes up, like she'll like kind of be like, eh, 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 like get this mm-hmm. wet nappy off me. And then yeah. you do and then she just looks at you. Smile. She's such a good baby. The last time I was over here, I was here for a couple hours and she was just perfect and so content and just happy. Mm -hmm. And then I think she got like, not fussy even. She was just kind of like moving around a little bit. And you're like, I think she probably is wet. And you like changed her and then right back to being like the most content, happy baby. Yeah. It's just like, I mean, imagine, you know, if you're sitting in wet underwear, you're just like kicking, you're like, "Uh, uh, get this off me. And then she's like, okay, I'm good now. But she was like, "Mm, like somebody maybe change me or something. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) But it was so cute. Yeah. Like, okay, you had a baby. I had a baby. You got engaged. Yes. Oh my gosh. The ring. Yes. I just got it clean today. I stopped by Kyle Chan's. I was craving a salad from Toast. I haven't eaten there in like two years. And I got um, M-Sculpt today. Ooh. Oh, I want to do that. Yeah, I just started it two weeks ago. I'm going to Elite Aesthetics on uh, La Cienega. Okay. It's right there in WeHo around the corner from your old apartment. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it's been amazing. I'm like, they say you don't see results until like so many weeks after your fourth treatment. But I'm like... Well, between doing this, the workouts I'm doing, and eating pasta, I've somehow lost an inch and a half in my waist, and I've lost a few more pounds. I want to try that. I keep seeing it on Instagram, Yeah, I remember I've walked past that place a million times. Mm -hmm. I just started doing... Botox again. It was it had oh, been almost so three years. Oh my god! Well, Raise your eyebrows. I was like, okay, here's the thing. I'm so oh, glad I'm so we're jealous. not filming they this because I swear I have, I have <laughs> angry eyebrows when I raise them a little bit. Like <laughs> the, t- but the interior of my eyebrows kind of stay down, and so when I raise them, instead of looking excited, I think I look a little angry. <laughs> I was making faces at Summer earlier, and she was smiling, smiling, and I raised my eyebrows, and she made a frown, and I was like, no, 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 no. these aren't angry eyebrows. It's just <laughs> a little bit of my Botox. But I got like the tiniest bit of Botox recently because I was like there was this one little line I wanted oh, to get rid of. I know the feeling. It's, I have them. Your face looks great no, though. Look at this line. You don't have, they're not yes, set in though because you did so they're much preventative. But 10 years of preventative yeah. definitely has helped because as long as I am breastfeeding I absolutely will not get yeah. Botox. There is not enough research done. Even if totally. one doctor says it's okay, the plastic surgeon who does my Botox, like, he said absolutely yeah. not. He's like, if any trace of Botox did transfer into your breast milk, it is a toxin. Like, there's totally. no point to yeah, chance it. It's not it. like I medically need it and I have terrible migraines no. and I'm miserable. It's like, no, it's purely cosmetic. Yeah. And you know what? If I get some wrinkles because I'm a mom now, then fucking so be right. it. Also, it's kind of good. Like for me, I, I didn't do any Botox. I was I did Botox and fillers from the time I was like 21 or 22 on. Mm-hmm. Like right before I got married, I was started doing like a Botox filler on the regular every three months. Yeah. And until I moved to LA and I started doing it here. And then 
right before COVID, I was like, I kind of want to see, I was like, I've been doing this for like seven years and I actually don't know what my face looks like anymore without it (laughs) or how my face moves or where my wrinkles are. And I was like, that's silly. Like I should actually back off. And so it was pre COVID. I was like, I'm going to take like six months off or a year off. Yeah. See where my face moves. And then I'll go back in once my face is fully like moving again and I can lift my eyebrows and see where I actually need it. And then COVID hit. And Ooh, I was like, oh, closed. I was like, I can't. Yeah, I was like, I can't get anything done. And you can only go to the doctor if you're like half COVID yeah. or you're sick. So I was like, okay. And then like, I was like, this will be over in like three months and then I'll get it. And then it was like, oh yeah, I thought it was like gonna going to be a two week vacay in Palm Springs. Oh my gosh. I go four back months later. to my stories from them and I'm like, quarantine day one, quarantine yeah. day four. And then finally after like two <laughs> weeks, I was like, all right, I'm going to stop counting because this is never going yeah. to end. No, that's what like I had just started vlogging last year, like right yeah. before the pandemic hit. And I remember I was like, okay, so we'll do a two-part quarantine series. It'll be like day one to 14. You're like, I only need two episodes for yeah. this. This will be a six-week like max It turned thing. into four months living in Palm Springs, which then I was like, why the fuck am I paying $4,500 a month for oh, my Marina apartment in Marina Del Rey? 20 mm-hmm. grand I spent for a storage unit. Oh, man. I was just like, okay, my lease is up. I renewed a month. I renewed a month. I was like, okay, filming's not picking out. back up. Like... It's time to just get out. And you and Brock out. were pretty serious by then. Yeah. So by then we had, by the time my lease was up, we had just had the miscarriage. Mm. So we were very serious in it for yeah. good. His lease was up that I was like, why don't we just go to San Diego and get a place together? Yep. Like I'm not filming anytime soon. The restaurant isn't opening anytime soon. I don't even know if I'm going back to the restaurant when it does right. open. It had been so long or at that point. Filming took its longest hiatus ever. ever. Yeah, it was I mean, all, about two years. Yeah, which Crazy. is wild. So you yeah. guys didn't even know if you guys were going to come back or no, how No, we was had no be. idea. We didn't know anything. So I'm like, I had to figure out another way to make income. You know, like Instagram, there were no jobs. There were no people advertising on my totally. podcast. So my podcast was no longer at Podcast One because they weren't making money from the show. Yeah. Or so, filming. Like we used to go into the studio there. Yeah. I'm sure that they weren't doing that at no. all. So it was just like they dropped half of their shows and they're like, this is nothing personal whatsoever. We love you. We will give you everything you need to get to another company. But, and that's when yeah. I went to um, Action Park Media And that was great for the past year. But then, you know, when the year's up, it's like, do I want to continue this? Do I want to expand and go somewhere else? And the company that I'm moving to, I have several friends who are also there. And it just seems like the better fit for the long run. Yep. I've, so I, I, I'm really, I think I know where you're going. Yeah, and you definitely I'm excited do. Because I, I know some other podcasts on that network. Yeah, really they have excited. some huge podcasts. Yeah. So I'm really, really excited That's for awesome. this new move. I'm happy for you. Congratulations. Yeah, thanks. We'll have to do another one even after this. Yes. I'm inviting myself back already. Oh, totally. <laughs> no, I mean, people, every time I ask for podcast questions, there's always, even if it's just one, but there's always the one. What happened to Janet? Where is she? Shall we get into it? Shoot, let's get into okay. it. Okay. Obviously had a falling out, Sheena and I for it lasted way longer than it should have, and yeah. I'm gonna blame it on COVID. Hundred percent. I'll say this: we were inseparable for three years. Yeah, you were my first friend in LA that I of people I didn't know. I knew a couple of people when I moved out here from high school and stuff like that, but you were my first friend in LA. When my first weekend here, I moved out here um, July 28th of 2017, and my birthday was July 31st 
of 27, well, it's every year. (laughs) (laughs) But that, I remember, like, my second day here, you were like, oh, my God, your birthday's this weekend? Or, like, it was, like, on a Thursday. Yeah. You were like, what are you doing for it? And I was like, nothing, it's on a Thursday. Because in Ohio, like, if your birthday's on a Thursday, you go to Olive Garden with your family, and, like, that's it. Which is not bad. Not bad. (laughs) But, like, that's, you know. that's your Nima. And then, Very anti-Olive Garden. Oh, my gosh, I know. Get over it, Nima. Go to Olive Garden. I will Um, get him. But. And you were like, in LA, if your birthday, it doesn't matter what day of the week your birthday is, you have a huge thing and it's like, you know, you have like a theme party and whatever. And you're like, you're, what do you mean you're not doing anything your birthday? And I was like, I don't know. It's on a Thursday. And you were like, fuck that. I'm taking you to Disneyland. Yeah. And you took me to Disneyland. You paid for everything. You made me wear a big button on my shirt that said, it's my birthday. Yeah. Like, wish me happy birthday. Because then all day, everyone wishes every you a ride, happy birthday. Every ride, every people we pass. Happy, happy birthday, birthday. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> oh my God, this is so fun. And so, yeah, I think, um, so we had a falling out. But I will say before that, there was three years of us being single girls together for the most part like couple you know couple guys in that but like they're not important now (laughs) but like we were together pretty much every day for three years totally traveled literally thousands of miles together like all over the united states like we've been to like utah nashville hawaii we went to utah yeah oh my god sundance yeah that's right um i mean so many other places new zealand australia like literally all over the world did we ever do new york or atlanta together i don't think we did New York. No, we didn't we did do New York. So I remember when you went to Atlanta because it was like one of the trips that you did without me and yeah. I couldn't go and I was like, what, you're going to be gone for four days? What am what I going to do? What are we going to do? <laughs> do I stay at your place with the cats? Like, yeah. Whatever. But we spent like three years pretty much almost living together. Like I can't, countless times I slept over at Marina Del Rey. I felt yeah. like it was my own place. If oh, you were totally. gone, I stayed with the cats <laughs> to, to make myself feel at home. <laughs> we traveled everywhere together. We worked together, like, in a sense, doing things together constantly. Yeah. And when you're with somebody for three years, every single day, it is bound that you're going to have Absolutely. a break or need a break. Yeah. And for me, like, you know, we got into it. I think we both had reasons to be upset with each other. And for me, we needed a break. And yeah. COVID made that break extra long, and that sucked. Totally. Um, but, you know, it was one of those things where I think we both needed a break from each other. And once, you know, things happened and we both took time away from each other, it makes you, especially when it happened during COVID, it made me realize, like, you look back and you think, like, is this really that important? And our friendship that we had for those three years, like now when I look back, I'm like our time apart was like a blip on the radar. Yeah. And I look back to now the three years before that. And I'm like, that's what's most important. The mm-hmm. Disneyland days, the travel, New Zealand, jumping off of when you forced me to jump off a building. I in didn't New push you off the building. I you suggested it would be me. fun. I said, <laughs> I got up to the top of the building and I was like, actually I changed my mind. I'm turning around like, and you were like, late. no, you're not going down the <laughs> elevator. And I was like, I think I'm going to go down the elevator. And then the guy who was, instructing the the building fall <laughs> literally pushed me off yeah and gave me. me the worst photos that I have of myself ever which you should throw oh up my god we like, need to post those it's like first of all I got to the bottom of this thing and they take <laughs> like they have gopros all over you and like all over the thing and we got to the bottom of this 
whatever, the jump, and we went inside, all three of us, Courtney Berman too was yeah. there. We went inside, and you and Courtney had both skydived before. So all of your photos are these cute, like... Well, I hadn't skydived. That was still on my bucket list, but I had jumped off the stratosphere and, like, was. other buildings before, so I, I knew. You guys knew how to jump off buildings and look pretty. Yeah. I did not, <laughs> and I was terrified the entire time. So we get to the bottom, and one of the angle of the video, the, like, closest one, they didn't even put mine up, because I think it was so... So unattractive so that they were like, we don't want this linked with our company. We don't want to scare people off from jumping. But like you guys looked like Beyonce actually jumped off the building yeah. that we did. And she's like giggling the whole time. She has her Beyonce wind in the hair. She looks fabulous. You guys look like that. I look like I'm having somebody rip my toenails out of my body, <laughs> being tortured, like the most horrible photos, actually so much so that like Jamie, Courtney, a handful of our other friends have framed, made fridge magnets. Oh yeah, I had a magnet in Palm Springs. Like literally have these pictures of me. I'm screaming, not a pretty scream. It's like the Kim Kardashian cry face. Oh yeah, but worse. Worse. And my <laughs> limbs are somehow all like bent in not in half but they're like no but you looked like fucking Gumby, Gumby. or like the from the Incredibles the yes. Elastigirl that's yes. what you looked like my it's my <laughs> arms are bending in a way that you should like not be jointed? possible I don't know what was happening there it was weird I swear it was the it wind had to be suit. the outfit like the way the wind was blowing it up because your arms looked real it weird was really really bad so yeah. much so that my friends literally like I have a framed picture in my bathroom I think that Jamie gave me like literally blown up to be like I don't know, 16 by 20 framed of me in that, that people are like, ha ha, I got you this for your birthday. And I'm like, thank you. Thank you for yeah. making me relive this crazy, horribly ugly face that I did <laughs> where my body looks contorted. But Oh, good times. But yes. Okay. So back to it. We, yes, we didn't talk. We got into it. Yeah, there were, I mean, there were a few different things. I think Overall, they were more petty things. They were things that wouldn't necessarily require a full falling out, but it was just like a lot of little things that mm -hmm. finally one day I just was like, fuck you, I'm done, <laughs> and I blocked you. And I forgot about that. Uh -huh. I genuinely forgot that I blocked you. It was right at the beginning of COVID. I remember calling Nima, and I was like, Janet, rah, 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 rah. <laughs> I was like bitching at him, and I was like, fuck this. And then about a month and a half later, I had the miscarriage. Yep. And I just assumed, you know, like that's one of those things, those big life things that happens when anyone you've had a falling out with or whatever, they reach out. They have and a chance, yeah, have a chance to reach yes. out. You didn't know I was blocked. So when no. I heard about this, first of all, I didn't see Your phone it. number wasn't, but... I did, yes. but this is my thing. When somebody blocks you from Instagram, yeah. it's a line that says, do not cross. Right, do like, not fucking contact don't me. Don't contact me. Yeah. And, um, and we were... You know, and I, I thought about it many times. I typed up many things. I didn't know if my phone number was blocked or not. And I also right. didn't want to find out, like, the idea of sending a text. <laughs> yeah, and it came green or, you know, didn't say delivered or whatever. Yeah. That would have broken me. Yeah. So, you know, now I will say, like, I have my utmost condolences for your experience. I know. Yeah, it was no, like I know. And we've talked about the that. The hardest, since. you know, I can't, I can't imagine what you went yeah. through. I've, I haven't been there. And so I can't, you know, speak on it, but you know, I am so sorry for your experience. And I would Thank say you. if our falling out would have happened a little bit later or a little bit differently, mm -hmm. I know I would have been right there with you in yeah. Palm Springs. You would have driven out there in a heartbeat. I would have, I would have already been out there yeah. with you, I think. But 
either way, yes, I would have driven out there. I would have been there for you. And, you know, that was like one of my biggest regrets of us having a falling out was when I heard about this, because I don't even think I heard about it for a, a little while. I heard mm-hmm. from somebody else and I was like, she what? And I was like, she had a miscarriage. And I was like, she wasn't trying to get pregnant, I don't think. I was like, what do you mean? No, I wasn't. And and I was like, no, no, no. And then I like looked it up online and I was like, oh my gosh. And I was like, and I typed up many times, like, should I say something? And then I went back to like, she blocked me. She doesn't want to hear from me right now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, my biggest regret is like, I, you know, wish I could go back and be there for you. Cause like, we were so close. I know I would have been a shoulder to cry on and yeah. listened and talked you through it. And I'm really sorry. I wasn't there for you during that time. Cause I know it's, I can't imagine what that's like to go through and I hope I don't, but it happens to I so many. I wouldn't wish that upon anyone. Yeah. Ever. And I know it happens to so many women and yeah. it's unfortunately so much of a part of like getting pregnant, mm-hmm. but you know, that's, it's crazy how common it is. Like literally I didn't know it was one in four Mm -hmm. and it's just like, it's the worst thing ever. Yeah. And it made like my whole pregnancy hard to enjoy. Yeah. Like there was, there was, there were a few days that like when I would be at the doctor and they would tell me like all the genetics came back. Okay. And I would hear her heartbeat. I'm like, Oh, okay. I'm so excited. But the majority of days of my entire pregnancy, like those 10 months you're pregnant, it, I wasn't excited because I kept thinking something's going to be wrong. And mm-hmm. I didn't feel her in my belly until I was 22 weeks, five days. That wow. was the first time I felt her. So ha- over half my pregnancy, I never felt her. Every day I didn't know if she was okay until I had that one appointment. And then I you'd even, feel good for like a day after that yeah, appointment. And then you'd wonder you if still something don't know. happened. Or, yeah, that's, it was just, it, yeah. I can't but, imagine it. And now seeing you as a mom is like the most wonderful thing in the entire world. Like <laughs> you and Summer are such a vibe. She's it's my so little mini. Cute. She's so adorable. And like seeing you as a mom, I see you as a totally, you know, not different person, but I feel like not many people know Sheena as like her true self. Like, you know, you see an edited version on TV and that's true. Yeah. <laughs> but like, you know, it's not. It's, it's just a, such a small portion. It's a snippet. Yeah, especially last season, Boy Crazy Sheena. Like, (laughs) God, there's just so much more to me. And that was, you know, (laughs) that was, um, you know, a case where, yeah, you were boy crazy in a little point of your life. But I think that there, when I bonded over both being boy crazy. Oh, of course. It was that, that you, I thought, were the person. I was like, you know, when they say a season, a reason, or a lifetime, I was like, Janet was in my life for my single season. Uh Like, that's, that's, that was her purpose in my life. I'm here for the lifetime. Single season. But now, now we know. Yes. But yeah, no, I think um, now seeing you as a mom is like, I feel like I'm seeing you in your truest, most to the core form. I feel like most people didn't see you like when we would go to your parents' house and just lounge by the pool and yeah. just see the non-drama moments, the off TV moments, the the like really, I think who you are, who you grew up as. And now seeing you with your daughter, I feel like I see that every single time I see you now, I feel like you're more to your core and roots yeah. than ever before. And I'm so proud of you. Thank I'm you. so happy for you. Like, it's just truly a beautiful thing to see. And I can't wait to have one and ask you I a know. million questions. Oh my I'm God, pregnant, I have I have all the answers. That's the thing. Yes. I, I do feel like I am so overly educated on everything pregnancy, fertility, because yep. I went through the freezing eggs process twice. Yep. I've been pregnant twice. We went through like, the freezing eggs process. Yes, I still we did. get one of your eggs, right? <laughs> There's 16. <laughs> There's still 16. Yeah. 
so yeah, it's like, I feel like I'm so overly educated on so many baby products. I worked with this amazing company, which when it's time for you, I will put you in touch with them called the Goo Goo Guru. I just set Pandora up with them. Oh yeah, she's pregnant. Yeah. They are this amazing concierge service where they tell you like everything you do and don't need, what's baby safe, what's not, what like... It was just such a lifesaver. Like, these women are so amazing. I can't shout them out enough. I was just to say, right before we started um, recording today, um, Erica, your mom, is here. Yeah. She's the sweetest Nana. Nana? Nana. Nana. Yeah, she would have been Nana, but that was her grandma. And then my dad's Opa, but my mom's not Dutch. And so she wouldn't be an Oma because then I was like, no, my dad's mom was Oma. And so we went with Nana. I like Nana. But right before we started recording... Um, Summer was taking a nap and she woke up a little bit and you gave her milk and you went into the fridge, breast milk, and you had... I learned something new today. You were like, oh, uh, I have like four ounces of this one and three ounces of this one, but this one's night milk, so we should probably shouldn't give it to her. And I was like, night milk? Yeah. What is night milk? <laughs> and you're like, well, your body naturally produces melatonin when you pump at mm-hmm. night. So I never knew that. Yeah. It made me realize, like, every, I feel like every time I, like, am around a baby, I learn, I'm like, wait, what is that? What, yeah. What do you do? Like, how... And so that was something I was like, I didn't know there was a difference between daytime milk and nighttime milk mm-hmm. until today. And so I'm definitely, when I get pregnant, which will hopefully be like in a year or so, I'm not yeah. now, we're drinking and podcasting. Yes, we are. But um, I hope that's something I'm, I can ask you about because totally. I'm going to need all of the baby advice. I'm yeah. learning, the more I'm around babies, the more I'm realizing I know nothing. Yeah. Oh, dude. And that's the thing. I knew nothing. And so... I had um, my friend Jessica Hall and then my girlfriend Stephanie down in San Diego. They had both separately told me about Goo Goo Guru. And I was like, okay, I've heard about this now from two completely different people in my life. I'm going to reach out. And I worked with a woman named Abby there. And it was just like, what? And she has... She either has one or two sets of twins, but oh my gosh, she is super mom. And twins is like a whole nother thing. Yeah. So she had like just gone through. We did a whole, I did a vlog about it too. It was like my like baby product haul. And she just like went through like the difference of what car seats and strollers and like, well, this one does this, but this one also does this, but it doesn't do that. And it was just like such a lifesaver. So I highly recommend them. Yeah. No, it was amazing. But she, I think, single handedly taught me so much about being a mom in 2021. Because, like, I mean, my mom was the most amazing mom ever. She raised me in the fucking 80s right. and 90s. Things right. are a little different That's now. That's when you put, like, rum on your baby's teeth when they're oh, teething. Yeah. And, like, so many other weird yeah, things. Yeah, like, like, I wouldn't know that you're not supposed to use baby powder nowadays. Right. But, like, you're not supposed to use baby oh, powder. really? Yeah. I still don't even know the exact reason why. I don't know if it's something, huh. like, maybe they breathe it in or oh. whatever. But there's just, like, so many little things that our parents did with us. And, I mean, we're all okay. Thank God for modern technology. But, yeah, there's just so many little things. I'm like well shit I did not know that and even this is one thing that I'm still like you guys don't hate on me just because I say I'm thankful for the sometimes of it but the trolls who educate me I, I, they're not trolls there are trolls and then there are but followers who, say, like, who you shouldn't be yeah so there's mm-hmm. like the people like that that troll me while trying to educate me that I don't appreciate but the people who reach out and they're like hey 
just so you know, like this type of seat or, you know, doing this, like there's been some things like, oh, for one example, I was eating papaya mm -hmm. in like my second trimester. And I guess that's one thing that can lead to like preterm labor. Oh. And I had just posted our like fruit bowls. I was like back from our baby moon making our like Hawaiian yeah. things at home. And someone messaged me and they're like, hey, just so you know, like I found out and I was like, oh my God. And then I looked it up. I'm like, thank you so much. So like yeah. for that, I'm so thankful that we do have this big public platform that people are able to reach out to us. It's just the trolls and they're like, oh, like, you know, I, I just pierced her ears. I'm sure people had their opinions about that. I don't give a fuck. Right. But if someone was like, hey, just so you know, like it's not smart to go to Claire's because the ear piercing gun, da, 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 da. Yeah. That I would appreciate. That I that, also knew. There's a way to reach out and there's a way not to reach 100%. out. And the way of like, you shouldn't be whatever is not the way to do yeah, it. Especially like, like everybody has their opinions. But yeah. like let people raise their children how they want. Don't judge. Yeah. And if you have an opinion, say, hey, did you know? Yeah. Like instead of being like, you shouldn't be this. Or you know, I appreciate the people who do give me that research because totally. especially with like, you know, I don't like to get into it too much, but with like COVID and certain yeah. things, I prefer to get more of my information from educated people totally. than to just get in our fucking rabbit hole, Definitely. Google, watching the news, like all of that. It's like, I would rather speak to people who know what the totally. fuck is up. I trust doctors and scientists and people like that. Yeah. And you know, COVID has made a time where we're talking about vaccines now more than ever. And I think yeah. it's actually made a whole population of people who have always just gone to the doctor and gotten you know their vaccines without thinking of it they're like what what's in this da, da, da. and it's like for me I'm like there's things I know better than anybody medical stuff science is yeah. not one of them I don't know shit about science Same. but I know that I can trust and I can look up my research and I can trust my doctors and I'm like that's for me that's it also like not to be a Debbie Downer but my dad passed away from COVID in yeah. November of 2020 and after that, before, to be honest, before that happened, I was like, you know, going out a little bit, even when things were really, really restrictive and mm -hmm. like, it was like literally quarantine. I was still like meeting up with friends and doing game nights. And I was a super social person before quarantine and COVID happened. It was really hard to like fully shut down my social life and not be a social animal. It made me like depressed. Yeah. And so I kept, you know, going out and having game nights or doing like house parties and little things like that. Then when you like lose a parent to something, mm -hmm. it becomes real and in your life and in your face. And for me, like losing my dad to COVID, he was in poor health. He didn't believe in masks and, you know, he was very much against you know the vaccine wasn't out yet but I'm sure he would have been anti-vax if he was alive during yeah. it but seeing him die from COVID and he was like fine on a Thursday dead on a Sunday mm. um it changed my whole perspective of it I from yeah. then on as soon as I lost my dad you know I went home I was with my family we we didn't have any sort of like funeral or arrangements because we couldn't you know we had to like cremate him and just literally so spend time in the backyard with my mom and like my brother and that was like our service mm -hmm. but like when I came back to LA after that I was like people would be like oh do you want to do like a game night and I'm like I can't I don't yeah. want to take the chance of getting COVID this is serious people are dying from this mm -hmm. and it's naive of me to look back and think I didn't think that before and I was still going out but I kept thinking like I'm young I'm healthy I'm fine right it's not gonna happen to me and then after I lost my dad to it I was like no I could pick this up at a game night with my friends and then go to the grocery store and spread it to somebody that then dies from it. Mm -hmm. And it became very, very real to me. And I was like, I 
I can't take this chance. Like it put it all in my face in a way that I, I wasn't ready for. I didn't want, I, you know, still don't want, but it, it woke me up to a way where I was like, I need to take this seriously. This is a virus that's spreading throughout the world and taking so many parents and grandparents and children and brothers, sisters, everything away from people. And once I lost my dad to it, I was like, I can't be the cause of somebody else losing a family member or a friend to this. And so from then on, I really quarantined like hard. Like I didn't do anything. And that actually like, not that I'm grateful. I'm not grateful for COVID. Like fuck COVID. It's, you know, the worst worst. thing that I think that's ever happened to the, not the worst thing that's ever happened in the world, but one of the worst things that's ever happened to, to me and the world and everything around us. But Um, it made me realize what's important in life. Mm -hmm. Um, it made me stay home and realize like the little things are so actually happy and important. Like being a homebody was something I never thought I would do. And I actually like took joy in staying home all the time and being home all the time and not being so social and like taking a breath from the world. Mm -hmm. It also like getting back to like our rekindling of our friendship after losing my dad, which I'm so grateful you reached out you sent me a very kind text when you when I lost my dad and that meant a lot to me it made me realize like there was a lot of stuff that like you know petty drama or petty bullshit that I had going on in my life before all of that and when you lose somebody that's really close to you it makes you it almost like hits you in the face with life and it makes Mm -hmm. you realize like life is short anytime something can come along and kill somebody like wipe them out yeah and so what's important to you in life you have to take on like headfirst right now. So like that was a thing, you know, when I lost my dad, that was a couple months went by when I was really angry and I was going through all this grief. Of course, that's so natural to feel that way. Angry, sad. Like I, I, I went through all the stages of grief mm-hmm. and then kind of after a few months where I, especially being home all the time and just like, you know, cooking on my own and just being like sober in my life, just, you know, taking, a step back from everything from social life, it made me realize what was important. And that was one of the things I feel like that brought me back to you Yeah, was me being like, you know what, this like petty drama that we have that we're not talking over, you know, you took the first step definitely and reaching out to me and saying, I'm really sorry. Like I heard about your dad and I'm, I'm like, I'm really sorry. And if you need anything, I'm here for you. Mm-hmm. And like always like, you know, yeah. no matter what's happened, I'll always be yeah, there for none you. Of that shit mattered anymore. Yeah. And when you sent that, it was still right after you died when I was still like processing and angry. But when I took a couple months off from life and took a step back and really looked at everything that was important to me, one of the things I realized is like all this drama doesn't matter. This is petty Mm -hmm. and this is a blip on the radar, like in life or like a tiny like hill that's we're going to pass. And I was like looking back and I'm like, Sheena was my friend for my first friend in LA who was there for me on my birthday. And you know, we did all these other travels and all these other important things that we spent every day together for three years. So when we hadn't, and when months had gone by that we hadn't talked and that, you know, so much time had passed, that was when, you know, once I came to realize like what was important, that's when I then reached out to you and said like, this is stupid and I miss you and I'm sorry for everything that's happened and I'm sorry so much time has gone by and like we should talk. Yeah. And like I think it was right when you guys started filming again. I was like, once you guys are I done know. with filming, because that's <laughs> oh, a whole convenient mess. timing, Janet. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, once this is all, once you're done with filming yeah. and things calm down again, because filming is always just like such a crazy time and like 
new baby and new season. Yeah, just yeah. so much was going on. I was like, but once all of that's over, let's talk. Like once the cameras are down and you're settled right. in back in LA with the baby and all this, let's talk and like really get through this. I can't say like what would have happened, what if, but like if my dad hadn't died, I don't think, I think there would be a lot of petty problems I would still have in my life that Mm -hmm. now because I lost somebody and I realized like how short life is and what the important things are, I kind of came back to what's important to me and what friendships actually matter and you know, who's gone through the hard days with me. Like we went through our divorces together. Literally. it's wild. And now we like how we boys bonded. again. I know. Like, what's that like? Let's, <laughs> let's talk about your, he's not a boy. He is a man. He's a man. Jason's the He's best. a smart lawyer man. Yeah. Jason and I just bought a house together. I know. Congratulations. Thank how you. awesome does it feel to buy your first home? It feels so good to be able to put up wallpaper or whatever I want yeah. or like paint a wall or like even just like... <laughs> bump into a wall and like put a hole in it and be like it's cool it's mine <laughs> I own the place <laughs> yeah but like yeah like so much has happened but like yeah I feel like we're in such it's funny like we went we have gone through stages of life together and even if we took like a break yeah we're both like kind of in the same stage again totally we're like you know you and Brock are a family now Jason and I just bought a house and are like getting to that next yeah. stuff and it's crazy. Yeah, but you're already talking those next steps. So yeah. it's like we are on that same path and like page again. Yeah. We went through our divorce together. We went through our single girl oh phase together that was crazy. honestly, now I look so back and I'm like, fun. I'm so happy we I'm did so that. I'm so thankful for those slutty years. Same. <laughs> well, also like if we weren't man eaters in that time, yeah. like, would we be happy now? I don't think so. No, that's the thing. You know it was I mean? like, I mean, I was very single from like 20 to 25 mm-hmm. and then like Shay and I ran into each other in Vegas and then we started dating and then we got married, got divorced, I got with Rob and then it was like, okay, I'm 33 and single. Like, what the fuck do I do? Or I was 32. I don't know. Whatever. You hang out with Janet. You go out yeah. every single night. You hit the town. You have girl sleepovers. It was the best. You talk about boys. You hate boys. You love boys. Yeah. Like, we literally went through all of it together. And like, I can't imagine now, one, I, being single again. I just could oh, never. No, no. We could never. Especially like, oh my God, my heart goes out to all the single people in the pandemic because I we could not imagine. Crazy. We would have gone crazy. Yeah. I don't know. Oh my God. If I couldn't annoy Jason every day during the pandemic, I don't know what I would have done. Yeah. Like I'm like, would I have stayed in Marina Del Rey? Would I have just gone to Palm Springs by myself with my sister and her boyfriend? No. Like, like what would I have done? And like, thank God now, like, you know, if we're back like in that kind of same thing where we have like yeah. our men to go home to totally. and like a normal schedule and life and it all feels of good. that. And you know what? To all the single girls out there, if we can do it, you can and do it. I love you. You can, can do it. Do too. it. You like, can do it without a dating app. We 100%. did it without dating apps. And I honestly never thought after I got divorced. I'm sure you went through the same thing mm-hmm. where I thought like I don't ever want to do that again. Like I don't. No. I don't want to get into a long-term serious relationship again. Yeah. I'm going to date and have fun and be a single girl forever. And then like a couple years go by, and then stuff happens. Mm-hmm. I actually owe my meeting of Jason to you to me I, I would do. have never met Jason if it weren't for you <laughs> yeah like the we met so when one of our first like within the first like month or two of us going out we went to Sir with Brad and a bunch of people uh-huh. and Brad was friends with Jason and you already knew him then yeah and then that sort of like 
introduced us. Jason and I were friends for like two years, two, almost three years yeah. before we started dating. And I also never thought I would end up with Jason. I He was like my goofy friend, Jason. I never, yeah. he was always a guy like, like the set. nicest human you've ever met in your entire life. I always, <laughs> like when I was single, I I never saw him like that. And when I had single girlfriends, I'd be like, you should talk up with Jason. He's yeah. great. He has a real job. He's really hot. Like, right? he's super nice. He's like, not like, you know, a jerk. He's not a fuck boy. Like, you should go out with him. And then I remember like when I was single uh, on my 30th birthday in Tulum, I'd broken up with my actor boyfriend who was like living off of me for a very long time. Mm -hmm. And I went to Tulum with a bunch of my girlfriends that I grew up with. And they were like, I was like, you guys, I've been on apps. I've done everything. I've gone on dates. I hate everyone. I'm going to end up alone. I'm going to be the old maid and you guys are going to have to take care of me and invite me to Thanksgiving when I'm 60 because I'm going to be alone. (laughs) And they were like, you have to have like a single guy friend that you haven't looked at maybe in that way. And I was like, Oh, and I was like, I don't think so. And right at the, as that happened, Jason DM'd me no, and said like, your Tulum trip looks amazing. You're going to have to give me like all your tips and your back. I want to take the same trip. And I was like four Corona's deep at like, a, like beach wait bar. a second. And I was like, huh. <laughs> and I like pulled up his profile and I was like, you guys, do you think this guy's cute? And they're like, Oh yeah. They're like, what? He's single. And I was like, yeah, they're like DM him right now and ask him out. And I was like, uh, I was like, I don't do that, but okay. And I like DM'd him back and I was like, we should go out sometime. And Jason, he's like a little bit of a ditz. We should tell the lion story. Oh my God. This. Yes. He was like, he was like, what do you mean we should go out sometime? We go out together all the time. And I was like, oh, oh my God. Do I have like, to spell it out I was for like, you? you know, like we should go out, go, go out. out. And he was like, oink, oh, oink. you wanted me to take you on a date when you're back? And I was like, oh, yes. And he was like, okay, great. When are you back? And he like, Totally followed up, took me on the date, and we've, like, been together ever since. Where was your first date? Our our first, like, non-official date, but, like, where he asked me out. Yeah. And this is a funny story. He asked me, it was, like, this um, salon that he had been going to for a while. It's, like, a trendy West Hollywood salon. They were doing, like, a grand reopening. And mm-hmm. so they had, like, you know, like, a full bar, and it was catered and, you know, past free food and free drinks, basically. Yeah. And he was invited because um, he was. He never turned down free forever. food and free drinks. Never, <laughs> never. I love a good appetizer and free drink. And so he was like, "Do you want to come with me?" When I got back, we hadn't talked like since our my Corona conversation, where I right. was like, "Ask me out." And so he, when I got back, was like, "Hey, do you? I'm going to this." And it was like something he would have asked me to when we were friends. Mm-hmm. He was like, "I'm going to this salon reopening. There's like it's like catered and there's an open bar. Do you want to come bar? with me?" Open bar? What? Yeah, Ears and I was like, up. I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> but I was like, "Wait, is this the date or is he just at like is is it just did like he a just hang? forget about what I asked him and right. he's just asking me as a friend to go on this thing?" Yeah. And so I invited Leo and Logan, Lala's husbands. Yeah. I was like, you guys, who also knew Jason. I was like, come with me to this event. I can't tell if Jason's asking me as a date or as a friend because we're friends. But he asked me this thing. Either way, there's free food and drinks, so you guys will have fun. Right. I was like, come with me to the thing. And if he seems like he's into me, you can leave. And we walked in. <laughs> you can be dismissed. And you're, you're dismissed. <laughs> and we walked in, and Jason, like, just seemed extra flirty. He like kissed me on the cheek or something, which he had yeah. never done before. And was like, it's so good to see you look great. Like 
complimented me and Leo and Logan were like, he's into you. We're leaving. We'll meet you at the bar. Bye. <laughs> and like, that was our, our first, I guess Your like first date-ish. Yeah. Um, and then I think he took me to, he took me to a really nice restaurant in, uh, West Hollywood. I've Angler. That's like a never heard of that. Did it survive so, the pandemic? It's in the Beverly Center, and it their oh, other okay. location is in uh, San Francisco, and it's a Michelin star restaurant. Uh-huh. Ooh, and so fancy. he took me there, and it was so, so fancy. I was like, I don't eat any of this stuff. I was like, banana <laughs> pancakes McDonald's? with caviar. I was like, I don't eat caviar. Ooh. I was like, I don't yeah, know no. about this. Like that was, I think, our like first official date, but. Yeah, and have basically been together ever since the open bar. Now he knows you're happy with McNuggets, a cheeseburger, and a Diet Coke. (laughs) I'm the cheapest date ever. Cheapest date ever. Give me a bottle of Aveline with some chicken nuggets. Yeah, so good. I'm good. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm happy for us. I'm happy for us too. I want to hear about what your, since we haven't talked in so long, I want to hear about like what your COVID life was like. I know you guys spent a bunch of time in Palm Springs. Yeah, we were there for like four months. And then August 1st, we moved into our San Diego beach house. And that was also the weekend I got pregnant with Summer. Oh, my gosh. Literally, the That's first really morning. We, like, moved all our stuff in on Saturday. Sunday morning, we woke up, and I was like, you just got me pregnant. So in you three weeks, right I knew right away. Because I knew I was ovulating. I knew my doctor said to wait until... After one period in ovulation cycle and the next time when I'm ovulating, that that would be the best time for me to get pregnant, to have a healthy pregnancy. So he knew that that week was like the time if it was going to happen. Game time. Yeah. Because we <laughs> talked about it and we were kind of both thinking like, we're either going to do it now or we're going to wait six months. See what mm-hmm. happens with the show, with the gyms. Like, well, like, I don't know if this is the best time right. to, you know, try to get pregnant, but I'm like... But if we wait six months, like, I'm okay with that. But if we wait, just know, like, it might not happen. This is my best chance. So he knew that morning, I'm on top. And then all of a sudden, (laughs) we're, like, halfway finished that he was like, wait, shit. Ah!" And, like, picked me up. And then he was like, wait. I was like, you just got me pregnant, didn't you? And he's like, I mean, I, like, half pulled out. And I was like, "Mm." Oh, nope, that other half. That half counts. Summer made that her way counts. in. <laughs> that half counts. I feel like being pregnant during COVID would actually be the best thing ever. It was the best time. I missed no music festivals. I was going to say, you have I no FOMO. nothing. No FOMO. It was you, the best time. Nobody's doing anything. Nobody's yeah. drinking Nobody went to Coachella. Not just me. Nobody went to Coachella. <laughs> I love that. And you could just be like, yep, we're all home. Mm-hmm. I'm pregnant. I don't have to miss out on yeah. anything. It was semi-isolating because I was so terrified of getting COVID that, like, yeah. I didn't let hardly anyone come over. Like, yeah. our bubble was pretty much Tom, Ariana, James, Raquel, and Charlie, like, occasionally. Mm-hmm. Those were, like, the only people I and feel family. like I saw. Yeah, and, like, my parents. But I didn't even see my parents. There was, like, a six, seven-week span that I didn't see them because I was so paranoid. I'm like, what if I'm asymptomatic? And then it was, like, then once I got pregnant, that was, like, past that first initial yeah. scare of COVID. Which, if you that, know you, th- weeks without your parents. Oh, my God. It was the longest time I've ever not seen my mom in my entire life. Ooh longest yeah your mom when I remember when we would like go down to Palm Springs like when we would stay over there together it was just the two of us you would sleep until like 10 maybe yeah. I was always an early bird mm-hmm. so I would wake up at 8 and if you didn't answer by 9 30 your mom would be like Janet 
where is she? Yeah. What is she doing? Is and she I'm okay? like, is she, is she all right? Is she, I'm like, she's sleeping. Do you want me? And she's like, wake her up. And yeah. I'm like, whatever. But you guys are so close. I'm the same way with my mom. And so I'm like, hearing you say weeks without seeing your parents, that's yeah. wild. It was on March 17th. It was St. Patrick's Day. I moved into my house in Palm Springs and I didn't see my mom until Easter. Wow. And I think that was like towards the end of April. Whatever day Easter was, but I'm I'm pretty sure it was like six weeks that I was just like, no, like I go to Walmart for like my groceries and yeah, yeah. I wear a mask, but like what if I'm asymptomatic? Like I would get tested, but I'm like, what if it's a false negative? Yeah. Like we didn't know enough about it at the time. And then on Easter, my mom was like, I don't give a fuck, Sheena. It's Easter. <laughs> I'm coming over. You. I'm bringing you a basket. Yeah, but it was crazy. Aww. That was like the longest time I'd ever gone without seeing my oh family. My so then, you know, I'm pregnant. I was obviously seeing my family at the time. But I wasn't seeing many friends. And any friends I did see were in L.A. driving down to San Diego or the one doctor's appointment I would have. I think I saw maybe Nima like once. But it was like I would make everyone get tested before they saw me. Yeah. And I'm like, look, I really want to hang out with you, but I need to feel safe. And I know you don't really leave, but like there's that one person who goes to the grocery store one time and gets COVID. Yep. Like that happened to one of my friends. And he's like, Sheena, I literally haven't left my house other than going to Ralph's one time. Right. And now he has COVID. Yeah. So I would make people get tested before they saw me. And it was just like kind of isolating. But at the same time, I'm like, it's not going to be this way forever. And if this is what I have to do to be safe and to keep myself healthy right. for my daughter, then, you know, so be it. And we didn't, I mean, we still don't know a whole lot, but like getting COVID when you're pregnant, you don't know what the No, there's not are. been enough research. To your baby, the so. vaccine wasn't out yet. And yeah. even if it was, there wasn't enough research. And then right. there's like two dozen pregnant women in trials. I'm like, two dozen? That's not very many. Yeah, not and like, for sure, no. No, so it was like, it was just a, such a scary time. To be pregnant, but also the best time FOMO-wise totally. to be pregnant. The best. And living down in San Diego made it so much better. If I was, I think in Marina though, I would have been happy because I loved that apartment. It was on the water. I yeah, could still so walk and walk along go the to the beach. beach. Yeah. But being in San Diego, like I can't wait for you to come down and see our house. I'm really excited. On the sand. Even when I was just home by myself and Brock was at the gym working, I would just go and walk and yeah. see the sunset. Like every day I like started like on my Instagram story, I would post the sunset like every night and then I'm like, should I, am I like that like weird like Pinteresty person now? And <laughs> my publicist was like, you should start like a new highlight. He's like, I'm living for these sunset snaps. And I was like, oh really? I'm like, okay, I'm glad someone likes them because like, I was like, I'm posting sunsets so I much stop? though that I should highlight them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, it, it literally, I think was the best time to be pregnant. Was there anything, okay, being pregnant and being stuck inside, mm -hmm. living with a boy for the first time post-divorce? Yeah. Like, how was that? Like, living with Brock? You had an, enough of a beginning that you guys, like, knew each other. I'm sure you could, like, you yeah. know, poop in front of each other, like that Oh, stuff. yeah, the door's always open. But, like, <laughs> your door open poopers? Oh, yeah. Oh, Jason and I don't do that. Oh, yeah. We have separate bathrooms. I mean... Still to this day, owning our house. We have... Two bathrooms here, three in San Diego. But I don't but... poop in his bathroom and he doesn't poop in my bathroom. Oh, yeah. No. Sometimes it's like, come on, I don't, hurry up. I don't cross that line. Yeah. I did that when I was married. Like, I would, like, open door yeah. policy. But I was like, I have to keep something. I have to make him want to have sex with me at some point. Yeah, see, Brock still does, so. I believe that with yeah. Brock. Okay, but living together, COVID, pregnant, mm -hmm. outside world is shut out. 
what was that like? Was there any weird stuff you learned about each There has to be weird stuff you learned about each other or like, I feel like it puts a relationship on a fast track yeah. when you're just... Oh, 100%. I feel like we've been together for fucking 10 years. Yeah, me too. And I yeah. feel like I don't even... It really speeds up your relationship. And like the first part in the beginning, there were certain things where we were like really like getting on each other's nerves because we were both like stressing about work and like how to mm-hmm. make an income and like... He was starting like Instagram live workouts and then like he was like pushing me harder than I wanted to be pushed and then would fight about the workouts and it was just like little things that Mm -hmm. like we didn't need to fight about. Like our first actual fight, I remember, he was filming workout videos in the garage and he had like the ring light plugged in with his phone recording himself and to plug in the ring light, he unplugged the fucking garage refrigerator for three days. (gasps) So everything went bad. So, and it wasn't even about that. It wasn't about the fucking frozen pizza that was now soft. (laughs) It was just the fact that I was like, you only thought about yourself. I'm like, it's not about the pizza. It's not about the pizza. (laughs) It's not about the pasta. (laughs) But literally, I had one of those moments where I was just like, it was just like, you were only thinking about yourself. So, cause he knew that I was right and he was wrong and he was embarrassed and he had his ego. So then he like goes in the closet and starts packing all his shit. Now, mind you, he has a motorcycle in San Diego. We're in Palm You're Springs. Like, where are you going to put all that With stuff? my cars. And I'm like, where are you going to go? Are you going to take an Uber <laughs> back to San Diego? with me, dude. And I was just like, go ahead, walk out that door. Don't ever fucking come back starts unpacking suitcase. Yeah. He's like, all right, well, I changed my mind. This is a bad idea. Yeah. It forces you to have to work through the issues. Yeah. In times you normally be like, I'm going to go to my girlfriend's house. Totally. Or like, I'm going to do this and like, you know, we won't talk for three days. You yeah. can't do that. No. Three days in COVID is like six months yeah. otherwise. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you can't just ignore somebody for a little bit or like get away from them for a couple hours. Like, where are you, where are you going to go? Right. So I feel like it definitely fast forwarded our relationship, but then it also fast forwarded like our comfortability with each other where it's like, if I can do anything in front of this person and he is still attracted to Mm -hmm. me, I've never felt so comfortable in a relationship. Totally. And that's when I was just like, this has to be the one. That's it. Like, that's it. Nothing I've done has pushed him away, even the slightest. So I was driving Jason a little crazy yeah. during COVID. We were in before we got our house. Well, we rented a house first, but when we were in separate apartments together, but we were together constantly. So we were always in one or two bedroom apartments together. Mm-hmm. I was driving him crazy. He works a lot more than I do. Um, and he's a lawyer. So like he has to, yeah, I'll never work that much. <laughs> like I can't do like 75 hour weeks. It's oh my God. just impossible. But I was driving like at the, instead of like evenings, I was like five o'clock. Cool. We're done. And he's like, no, I'm going to work till eight. And I was like, eight. What? But like I've what already watched all the housewives and like what am I supposed to do for three hours? Yeah. Jason bought me a full paint set and easel. Oh my god! Because he was like, I've got to keep her busy. She's <laughs> driving me insane. And so like mid COVID, he like bought me this paint set and easel. And I honestly, I started painting, and it was like we started painting during I'm not, COVID too. I'm not good. I saw your garage. Yeah, stuff. we went fucking viral on TikTok. I we saw got 16 this. million views. That was nuts. But, like, it's one of those things that you have to, like, when you have nothing else to do and you're stuck in the house, it's like, yeah. what else are you going to do? You it's like, I guess creative. I'm going to paint. I guess I'm going to paint. Right? Oh, we also didn't tell the ti- or the lion story about Jason. Oh, bless his heart. Jason's the smartest, ditziest person I know. Yes, that's a very nice way He's of putting it. He's 
brilliant. Yeah. Like he, I, I don't argue with him. Arguing with very a lawyer, book smart. Yes, arguing with a lawyer is impossible. He has yeah. the reasoning and logic behind everything. He's like, well, I don't understand why you're upset because this happened. I'm like, because yeah. I'm upset. <laughs> I'm like, just because I, I don't want to. I'm just emotional. Like I don't want to have logic here. Yeah. But he also can be extremely ditzy. There are things yes. he says where I'm like, oh no, oh my gosh, oh, yeah. what? And one of the things was, <laughs> you were going to, wasn't it Tom Sandoval's? It was Tom Sandoval's birthday when I dressed as the dominatrix. And it was his theme, Tom's theme was. The most like, extra. Of yourself. Whatever. So yeah. everyone was dressing in very different costumes. Some yeah. people showed up like, you know, you were a dominatrix. Some people showed up like. The Pink Panther. Like, yeah, like any costume that they wanted. Yeah. You posted a story. Um, getting, getting glam. Ready. Yeah, getting glam um, with Marine. Yeah. And you were getting um, contoured, <laughs> where you had all of your highlights, where they had like the stripe highlighters on your face, the like along your nose, they like did the dark contour, yeah. all of that. And Jason then, so he saw that snap of you with all of the highlights and contour on your face before it was blended in. Mm-hmm. And then you saw him at Tom's birthday and you were dressed as a dominatrix. Yeah. And what did Jason say to you? He goes, wait, I thought you were coming as a lion. <laughs> And I was like, when did I? I'm like thinking, I'm like, I do have a lion costume from Halloween last year. But I was like, when did I say I was coming as a lion? I'm like, did I tell Janet that? And he goes, no, on your Instagram. He goes, you had the Lion King makeup earlier. And I was like, oh my God, bro. Like I was getting contour. And he's like, what is that? He, the other day, I said something about um, lashes. And I was like, yeah, like um, this lash brand something. And he goes, what do you mean lash brand? And I go, um, it's like, you know, like an eyelash brand. And he was like, I know what eyelashes are. He's like, what do you mean a lash brand? And he apparently did not know until a week ago. That you wear fake eyelashes sometimes? That fake eyelashes exist. Oh my God. He just thought like mascara makes them like grow. And he hasn't really watched me do my makeup like that. And I was like, I'm confused by your question. Right. I, like, I don't what understand do you what you don't understand. I don't understand the question here. And he's like, well, I know what eyelashes are. And when he said that, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> I was like, fake eyelashes? And he was like, mm, come again? Like, he didn't. And I was like, oh, no. Like, you – I was like, you had a girlfriend for a while before me. Did, and I was like, oh, maybe she just – didn't oh, do that stuff yeah. but like yeah Jason's the smartest person I know but also has these ditzy moments oh, where yeah. he Bless I think it's heart. a lot of is around glam yeah where he just doesn't understand and you know he's never put eyelashes or yeah. contour on so like can't blame him but like maybe I need to get ready in front of him more often yeah I think that's what it means I need to have him I need to let him sit next to me while I do my makeup and show him like a tutorial right we so had a tutorial, Glenn. one of the things we did during COVID. I let Brock do my makeup. Mm. And I felt so bad because during the time when he was doing it, I was like being like such a control freak and being like, you know, I'm posting this like on the internet for like everyone to see. <laughs> I don't want you to make me look stupid. Yeah. And don't he actually like did a, a good job. And I felt so bad Aww. after because I like genuinely hurt his feelings because he like watched Marine's videos and was like learning how to do makeup. He's like trying to shade and eyeshadow. And he was being so and- cute. And I was just like, oh, what are you doing? No, stop. And I was like, oh my God, Sheena, calm the fuck down. Relax like, and let him do it like Marine does yes. and see how it turns out. And I feel like that's like one of the many amazing things he's brought to my life. It's like, I feel like my anxiety is at a two when it used to be at an eight, nine regularly. I feel like he's like brought my control each other down a lot. so well. A lot. He's just yeah. like this 
fun loving go with the flow person and you're not but yeah you, he brings you down to like a even level between yeah, the two of he, you he forces me to be more normal <laughs> <laughs> more calm more Let's calm not say normal calm yes he, he makes you more calm and relaxed and that's how it should be yeah you're not supposed to like i feel like your exes and my exes they're not supposed to make you anxious all the time that's not the good feeling yeah. it's supposed to be somebody who makes you feel like comfortable boring in a good way like relaxed like that's how it's supposed to right. be right I know. Thank God for good men. Right? Yeah. I feel like we could go on for like another hour and then another hour. So I think you're just going to have to come back. I think I have to come back. Yeah. I already invited myself back, but I'm glad you're inviting me officially. Yes, because I know there were so many topics that we still didn't Oh, I have to say, somebody commented, um, replying to your sticker question about Uh what we should talk about and talked about my senior dog that Jason and I fostered. It was so sweet. Jason and I, during the pandemic, um, there's a great organization in LA called Wags and Walks that we started by fostering this 12-year-old old old dog. He's on my Instagram. His name's Rufus. He was so sweet. We had him, unfortunately, only for six months before he had to be put down. He, like, we held on to him literally maybe even longer than he should have been, but, like, the sweetest old man dog mm. ever. Like he was the he was such an awesome gift during COVID. Jason had to I say Jason because Jason did ninety percent of it, but Jason had to change his diapers twelve times Aww. a day. He had diapers. He was blind. He was deaf. He was like the cutest, but he was such a loving, sweet dog. His tongue always stuck out. He's like the sweetest guy. Some somebody commented though. Yeah, and it was said, Nick like, T. And said no question, but I loved that you adopted that sweet older pup. Sorry Aww. for the loss. Heart of gold. Oh, and he really was. And like we're gonna do it again. I think um, we have a trip coming up, and then after we're back, I think we're going to continue to foster or adopt senior dogs because I like it's like a sick weird thing but I love them even if they're not going to be around that long I always said with Rufus that you know the game of life the board game yeah either go to like the like shitty looking retirement home or you go to millionaire estates right I was like Rufus was like this dog that had like a shitty life his entire life but we gave him millionaire estates like he was literally like our little prince and king we literally carried him around changed his diapers hand fed him like for every meal that's so amazing so like we took care of him fully and like it gave us such a like full feeling and like made our hearts full so we're gonna do it again but wags and walks is an awesome organization for fostering and adopting stuff i want to give them a shout out because they're awesome they're awesome yeah thank you to the person who asked and said that because that was really meant a lot to me and i loved that Aww. Well, I loved having you here. I loved being here. This was so fun. to get back on the mic with you. Cheers. We will be back again soon, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Oh, I want to say one more thing. If you drink Aveline after hearing this, tag me. Yeah. In your posts, I'll repost them. Janet Elizabeth X. Sometimes I have too much Aveline. I decide I'm going to mail people some from my Wine.com account. Giveaway so, time. Like, yeah, if you get some, we're in like 5,000 grocery stores across the United States. Where yeah. There's a bottle finder on our website, but we're in a lot of major grocery stores. So if you go and get a bottle of Aveline, tag me and I'll shout you out and Boom. give you props. Well, thanks. Cheers. I love you. Cheers. Love you too. Bye, guys. Sheena Shea. Thanks for listening to Shenanigans with Sheena Shea. Download new episodes every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs>
my girls with me. With the boys at the table getting tipsy. Miss me, kiss me one more time. Get over here, boy. I'ma make you mine. Yeah. Do you want it?